All right, it is a snap, it is a tackle, it is a pod. It is your favorite high school football podcast in the Kansas City area with Dion Clisso. I'm Mick Schaefer, back for another year. And Dion, we are back for another year. That's a win right yes. there. I mean, it's with everything up in yes. the air. Hey, we're doing a high school football podcast at the very least right now. Well, yes, at least for one week we're doing it, and we'll see what happens next week and the week after that. Uh, I mean, we're socially distanced from the plaza to Blue Spring, so I think we're safe on that note. And uh, I think that uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting season. I think that there's a, a lot that uh, we're going to find out here early on. We're going to find out, you know, how schools are able to, if they get someone who's infected, you know, what do they do? How do they sit them out? Uh, different conferences have different rules. Different schools have different rules. So uh, Missouri is going forward, so they're going to be the, the first ones in the water. You know, the, there's a, a lot of talk about schools that are shutting down and that have started and stopped. But there's not a lot of talk about the schools in Utah that have played like two weeks worth of football. And nothing in Utah. And they played and a couple weeks already? And Yeah, they've, they've got two weeks in. I think Alabama's got one weekend. Okay. Um, so there's some, there's some football going on out there. And um, Missouri's going to start up here soon. Yeah. Kansas will start up next week. Uh, not everybody as of right now, but uh, a, yeah. a lot of the smaller schools. So it's, it's definitely a, a different time than we've had before. Oh, absolutely, and all over the place. And I, and I think one of the big things is getting that week one, week two uh, under your belt to where you realize, okay, it's fine. Maybe there's a couple schools yeah. that have a couple kids with it, but they can manage it and everything is fine. I think we've kind of gone through all, all of those emotions with all these sports that have started up at all different levels. I'll start first here chronologically. The Suburban Conference, they're playing football Friday night, and that was never in doubt, right? 27 to nothing vote to move on and continue playing uh, fall sports. Yeah, there was talk out there like they had decided not to, and this was to decide to go forward. They had been practicing and, and going. They were just weighing their options. Uh, when the spring option came out, it, it, they wanted to do their due diligence and, and, and do that. And they, this basically the vote uh, was to affirm their original decision uh, and come up with guidelines. They also voted on the, the guidelines in terms of, of people who are coming and uh, how all those things will be handled. And you can see that on my website as well. I've got that up, uh, all their different things. And it's all for all their sports, not just football. But, uh, no, they were, they were pretty um, out in front. With it, there you know there were some school districts that were wavering at, at times, and and they were just d- doing their due diligence. Really, is, is the best way I'd say it. Uh, and then you, I, I talked to a lot of the small school conferences and small school coaches, you know the MRBCs and the Midland Empires. They were pretty well ready to go. Um, there was a little case of Lafayette County in Missouri where mm-hmm. Odessa, Wellington, Napoleon, and uh, Lexington are, and their health department kind of jumped out late July and said, "Don't do anything. No school. You know, virtual only. No sports." Lexington canceled their fall sports. Odessa, you know, paused while they were trying to figure it out. Well, within 10 days, they'd kind of backed off that and said, oh, okay, mask wearing uh, in a county that only had seven active cases. So they maybe got a little too cautious. Lexington had, because they had canceled their season, had to have a board vote to reinstate their season. (laughs) So that caused a little bit, but they were able to get going a couple days into practice and they're playing football uh, this week as well. So, the Suburban Conference definitely is the – they're the big schools, and it's 27 schools, um, you know, spread across five counties. And that's part of the of the challenge that the Suburban Conference had is they had different counties with different yep. regulations, and they kind of had to decide we're going to come up with – not necessarily their own regulations, but we're going to follow these, these protocols. And the one thing I think that people tend to forget is that on both sides of the state line and really on Missouri, because Missouri is a little more, a little more free with things, these schools had been doing summer work all, all summer long. They actually could have gone to team camps and done seven-on-seven, seven, and that was kind of heading that way a, a little early in the summer. 
And then the Missouri Football Coaches Association put out a, a suggestion to coaches saying, hey, stay on campus, yeah. stay with your guys, learn your protocols. And I think talking to coaches and kids that summer allowed them to do that. They were able to learn the protocols and kind of get used to, oh, what do we do if someone is not feeling well and they're not here, Dave, and I was with them yesterday. How do we do that kind of thing? And, and really kind of drill in what needed to happen um, to get this football season in. Because I think if they'd have gone all, you know, from March until August 17th, which was what I thought would originally happen. I thought that no one would be allowed on a school campus until the day they went back to practice. They would have been learning right now. And I don't think that they would have been able to, I don't know if they would have started. I don't, I don't. I think being able to have that summer and to work out, I think really allowed those Missouri schools and the Kansas schools to find out how they were going to try and go forward. Yeah. Um, over on the Kansas side, and we'll get back to those Friday games on the Missouri side uh, here before the end of this podcast, break down some of the matchups coming up uh, here in week one. But on the Kansas side, you have Shawnee Mission, you have Blue Valley, you have Olathe schools, you have the Catholics all not playing over in Johnson County. Uh, how much of that surprises you? A little bit. I thought they were pretty good shape uh, going in. And then the, I talked to some coaches before, uh, week before practice, and they said that, you know, Johnson, their school districts want to follow the Johnson County gating uh, requirements. And that was really a, a tough thing to follow. And, and it almost made where the numbers are a tough one to get to get them below 5% positive cases. It's almost impossible. In, it's almost impossible. Two, two straight weeks. And yeah, by that metric, by positivity rate, yeah, it's almost. Impossible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost impossible. And you saw Wyandotte County come up with some similar uh, situations as well in Kansas City, Kansas. They went all virtual and they canceled their fall sports, which is tough. And now with the the spring option, maybe they'll be able to get a chance to do that. But you know, different counties and and the big three, I guess you would call them, in Johnson County, along with the Catholic schools, they've just kind of paused right now, and that's the best way to put it. Yeah, uh, Blue Valley's on a two week pause, so they've given it a date while Shawnee Mission and Olathe are just in a pause. Um, so we'll see what happens here in a few weeks and if they feel like the numbers are better. I mean, you could go off script. Um, it's not – uh, the, the Johnson County Health Department isn't shutting you down if you choose to play sports. The DeSoto School District is doing it. Um, and, and Spring Hill, those are both school districts within Johnson County. So, you know, it's, it's a choice of the school districts, much like it is on the Missouri side, because Jackson County came out with similar number, you know, numbers and recommendations uh, last week as well. So – yeah. I, you know, the hope is, is that everybody could get a season in, you know, as much as they can and maybe even get some postseason in because that means cases are going down and we are starting to get better at this thing and mass requirements are working and all those kind of things. And, um, you know, the protocols are being followed and you're able to isolate and track and all that. So uh, it's a, it's tough. I mean, I, I don't, I don't envy anybody in those positions. Um, uh, it's, you see a lot of waffling back and forth, but that's just the nature of the beast. I think with people, some people, you know, make that decision. They stick their flag in the ground, and, and they're willing to go with that. But other people want to look at all options. So, yeah. Um, I, you know, there's no right answer. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if you remember the movie Argo, and uh, they they said there are no good ideas. And he goes, no, there are only bad ideas. So gonna, this is the best bad idea you have. Oh, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> the best bad idea we have. So uh, I, I think that's where a lot of people are. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Wyco schools, and I've talked to coaches who are listen they. They can practice in Wyandotte County. They just can't play events in Wyandotte County. I, and, like, Piper, last I heard, they're planning on all, all road games. Yeah, Piper, Turner, Bonner Springs, and Bishop Ward are planning on all road games. And, unfortunately, some of them, you know, they had some games with the Kansas City, Kansas Public Schools. Uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to tell a health department how to do their business, but there's people at Sporting KC right now watching a game. I'm not really sure why that can happen while, you know, 2,000 people at Arrowhead Stadium watching practice 
Great a wrestling point. tournament, high V. Uh, you know, it, it. I don't. If it's if it's not good for a ten year old, then it's not good for a thirty year old. Um, well, in, in this case, mind. yeah. I mean, it's worse. It, this, yeah. It's, it's worse the older you get, right? And so it, it, those are those are great points there. But I mean, it's it's amazing you bring up Lexington, and then we have the the JoCo schools, the Suburban Conference, Wyandotte County, DeSoto. I mean, just there are so many different uh, decisions that have been made so many different ideas, bad ideas, maybe good ideas, whatever. Um, and it really depends on where you're going to school. Cause we have DeSoto and Lawrence kind of in the middle of that whole Johnson yeah. thing. Obviously uh, yeah, Douglas County is where Lawrence resides, but they're playing on at this point. Well, you know, I don't know how many games are going to play, but uh, especially Mill Valley and Lawrence and Free State, they're out there scrambling. Well, um, Mill Valley's got Derby. Yeah. They got DeSoto. They got, uh, they've got, uh, the Arkansas team coming up. Uh, uh, I can't remember the. They think Bentonville or Bentonville is coming up to play them in week three. Uh, possible game with Lansing. You got the both Lawrence's. You can get the. They got six games right right away. And, and well, I think possibly that's one, with the Missouri side, there's options there as well. Yeah, because uh, Lee Summit and part like some of those schools were playing Blue Valley, Blue Valley Northwest, Blue Valley West in there. So some of the Blue Valley schools had crossed over. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things that if you you look at it and um, you put your schedule out there. You think, oh, these are the games we're going to play. Then we're going to go to the playoffs. You may get eight games in. You may get eight. Those eight games may not be who you thought you were going to play in yeah. July. You may get four games in, and then go into the postseason. So, you know, it because it might only have three rounds. Yeah. Right? So I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. Uh, you know, Missouri won't even release classifications until September 18th. They're giving schools September 11th to kind of decide if they're going to go. But some schools may say we're going and not start playing until October and never get a chance to play and end up having to go spring anyway. So who, who knows how that is going to affect classifications. You and I, before we got going, I, and my math could be wrong, and if I'm, if I'm miscounting somewhere, somebody please let me know. But if the, the Johnson County districts, along with the Catholics, Wichita, and I heard Topeka had thought about maybe going to the spring – if those schools all went to the spring along with Wyandotte County or Kansas City, Kansas, if my numbers are correct, that's 32 schools. So essentially, and that's a mix of 5A and 6A, yeah. along with Gardner Edgerton as well. And that would be, you know, would you reclassify? Yeah. And that would be, you know, say if Miege were to go in the spring, Miege would probably be the only 4A school, but they'd be in with some big boys. I, I mean, but they wouldn't have a championship. They don't, as of right now, have a championship. They vote on Friday to pass this through. <laughs> They're, you're, you're playing six games, right? You're just playing yes. the games. Hopefully, as I like to say, play, as of right recruited. now. They get recruited. <laughs> maybe they get looked at, all that stuff. But as, yeah, as of right now, there's no championship. Well, and that's what is funny because following the Missouri side really well, um, as it was, it was like um, no no virtual. If you go any virtual, if you're a virtual school, you can't, you can't play. Then it was – Okay, if you have some some form of in school, whether it's a study hall that some the kids can come to one hour a day, you can you can play. Then it was okay, you can be virtual. And then it was like, are you going to go spring? No, we're not going to spring. Then I mean, it was okay, we're going to spring alternative. I mean, every time you know, I had somebody tell me, well, I said I said you know, I could see class one, two, and three in Missouri having enough teams and playing a full tournament, okay. basically, and and getting a championship. And I had a friend of mine from St. Louis. Misha will never do that. They're not going to allow three classes to have championships. And I'm like, well, thinking, well, they did that in basketball last spring, so that's not even right. And I'm like, don't tell me what will never happen because that 
every time that somebody says that will never happen, five days later, that's what happens. So yeah. the Kansas decision not to have a, a championship, to me, eh, you know, there was no spring sports a week ago. <laughs> you know, well, so. And then look, I mean, you there might be some schools that bring their entire football team to March 1st to play. Yes. A lot of these guys are playing hoops. A lot of these guys are playing baseball as well, track, other stuff, wrestling. Football might be their secondary sport. And yes. they, they still might be very good. So what would be – I don't know, Blue Valley West's, you know, fall team in 2020 may look very different on yeah. a spring team in 2021. Yeah, especially if you were to go deeper in the playoffs because, I mean, you know, I would hope that they, if they were to do a playoff, and in Missouri they are going to do a playoff, that they allow some, you know, if, you, if, you can, if you're a track guy and you're playing football in the spring and you're going for a championship or a baseball guy, if you can swing to the – if you've got a baseball game on Tuesday and a football game on Friday, I'm not know. real sure why that, that has to be some sort of you can't come. It's, we're, in, we're in a global pandemic. I mean, let's, let's come on. Let's, let's, let's let the kids kind of do what they do. Because I, I can remember back, and it's been 20-plus years ago, there was a uh, female athlete at Oak Grove by the name of Lisa Davies who went on to play at Missouri State and was one of the better high school basketball players ever to come out of eastern Jackson County. Uh, she was, they had softball and track in the spring at the time. And so she went and won like four jumping events at a track meet and then drove up to Adair Park in Independence and jacked two home runs and won a softball game. So it can be done. <laughs> so it's not, I, I think it's one of those things that people, they, they tend to get locked in their silos and, yeah. and, and into the rules and the bylaws and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you can change any rule you want. I know in Kansas, it's a little harder than it is in Missouri, but what, rules it, can be changed, especially yeah, in think- I think we've seen, and, and uh, at, at times we've been uh, we've given you know uh, uh, Keisha and Misha grief on 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 certain topics. <laughs> I think they've been you know they've they've rode in on white hats a lot of times, especially with Keisha and, and both these these organizations saying, "Hey, we'll do a spring option." They, they they want to play. They want the kids to play, and and they've left it up to to the school districts. And you don't see that in in every state. No, and and a lot of them have just gone straight to spring. Um, I, I applaud both states for trying to play a fall because you're not guaranteed anything March 1. You're not guaranteed anything January 1. Right. Um, and, and if you're in a position to try now, try. Um, same comes when basketball and wrestling uh, rolls around in the wintertime. If they're in a position to try, they should um, and, and go from there. So, you know, while I'm not trying to tell the state of Virginia where I went to high school, um, you're making a wrong decision just going to the spring – the attempt would be would be honorable in that sense if you have a, a spot in your state that play, people can play. I think the one-size-fits-all approach is not great. Um, I think the ability to be flexible, which, like you said, is not a hallmark of either one of those organizations, but they have shown flexibility. Um, you know, I, I, Misha took a lot of heat for being the last uh, state association to shut down basketball. And I, 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 at the time I was probably in that boat mainly because we didn't know what we didn't know. I mean, it was March 13th, March 14th. The world was, you know, you know, you got NBA players testing positive and shutting down games and you didn't know, we didn't know masks. We didn't know all these things. Well, now we know a little more, we still don't know everything. And they're, and then they're trying to work within the parameters and get things going. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's talk. Um, listen, with all the indecision here, especially on the Johnson County side, it has probably kept kids 
from jumping ship had they not just said, hey, if they said it in July, we're not doing fall sports, I think you would have seen a mass exodus out of Johnson County. We're seeing kids leave, and, of course, the biggest is going to be Arlen Bruce, the uh, Simone Award winner from last year as a junior. He's coming back as a senior. He will not repeat as a Simone Award winner because he's not playing at Olathe North anymore. He is leaving that powerhouse to go up to – I think what about a 500 team last year in Ankeny, Iowa, a town just outside of Des Moines. It makes sense for him and that he a, gets to play football and he's closer to the University of Iowa where he's going to play his college football. Uh, but it's big news in, in Kansas City, and it's just I mean, it's 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 the I mean the consequences right of of of, of decisions like these. Yeah, we've only had three guys win it as a junior. Uh, you know, one of them's only one repeated, right? Well, only one repeated. Right. It was Dalvin Warmack. Uh, the other one probably should have repeated in Nate Shieldhouse, yeah. uh, who we know is probably one of the best players ever to come out of the Metro. Uh, and Arlen was definitely one of the top dogs for it this year, along with Tank Young. I was going to say, it might have been the top two from last year. <laughs> yeah. Top two from this year. And now is Tank Young going to play football? Yeah, and you don't even know if he's going to play. So uh, it's tough. I, I feel for the, the Arlen Bruce and his family because he wants to play. Uh, you know, you could sit here and say, well, football shouldn't be that important. Well, when you're Arlen Bruce and that's your ticket – then it is that important. And I know people and look, don't he was going to be at Iowa uh, at, in, semester. In, at semester anyway. So basically he's, he's, he's foregoing, yeah. uh, you know, three months, four months, whatever at, at Olathe where right now, Olathe North where right now they're not playing football. And mm-hmm. so he was going to graduate early and go early to Iowa anyway. So I don't begrudge the move whatsoever. No, not at all. I, I feel for Olathe North and, and, and I feel for the Metro. We, we lose a, a kid that, that's humble and a great player to watch and uh, a great teammate and, and uh, you know, really deserving of the honors that he got last year. Uh, so it's, you know, back to the, there's no, it's the best bad idea that we have. I mean, that's the, it was a, it wasn't a great, you know, salute. I mean, it wasn't a great problem to have. And so they made the best solution for them and, and I wish him all the success. And I think he's up there playing with a guy who's an Iowa recruit as well. So He's quarterback, uh, so he'll quarterback, play yeah. running back, wide receiver, it, where he'll probably play in college, but a lot of quarterback at Olathe North, kind of all over the field. Yeah. I guess the, uh, the quarterback at Ankeny High School is also a buddy of his and is also going to, going to Iowa. Yeah, yeah so, and, and I think you're right. If it had happened in July, one way or the other, um, I, you know, the one thing that, I, you know, I heard that, you know, when Illinois made their decision back in late June, early July, there was already people talking and coming over, but the problem there is that St. Louis – their numbers are way worse than Kansas City, and their health department has basically shut them down. I mean, they're just some areas are just actually starting practice this week, uh, and some haven't even started. They like it limited to ten people together, so that kind of you know stemmed the tide of transfers over. But uh, it could have been the Wild West. There's no doubt about that. And um, and you're seeing you're still seeing some moves. And uh, Tyler Bowden from Lawrence Free State yeah, has moved to Tommy Knox. Before we get to the games here, so you have uh, an all-state running back at a yes. 6A school, a very good 6A school in Lawrence Free State, transferring to a 4A school, correct, in Tonga yes. And right now, both schools are playing. It's not like Lawrence has shut it down. In fact, they said right, right now, hey, we're, we're, we're moving on. We're playing a season. What yeah. might happen? Uh, from what I was told from is that they he wanted all-in-person school and – that wasn't an option right now in Free State, and and that's, you know, I think that's a that's a legit, um, you know, thing. If you want to be in person for school and you don't want to do virtual learning, and and you know, I don't know a situation. Uh, you know, I have a ten year old. Uh, if if the choice is in person or virtual, it's going to be in person if that's offered for my ten year old. He needs to be in class, and um, and not with me mainly, but <laughs> it's one of those. 
it's one of those deals that, you know, you don't know what the situation is. And it, it's, it's too bad he couldn't stay at Free State, but he's going Al Troyer at Tonganoxie. That's a program that is always good. Um, like most classic 3A, 4A schools, when they've got a good group of kids, he's the kind of coach, they're good and they're tough to beat. You know, some years you don't have that big senior class and they'll struggle a little bit. But once they get going, and then yep. you had a guy who had 1,800 yards in the Sunflower League last year in the Tonganoxie in that in the uh, Frontier League, which is a good league, and he's going to play. You know, he's going to face some run defenses yep. that are pretty good. So and it looks like the Frontier League, all schools right now are a go to play yeah. all sports. So that's Spring, Spring Hill was the one question because they're in Johnson County, but they voted to go. All right, uh, here we go. We got games. Let's get to games. Let's get to the contest, <laughs> the matchups. I miss it so much. I'm tired of all this grown-up talk. Let's get to on-the-field action uh, starting Friday night. Of course, Missouri's week one. Kansas starts uh, next week. Let's start with, I think, the you know what was the story of high school football before all this happened is, uh, is uh, Rocker's new head coach, Kelly Donahoe. He's not only the new head coach, he comes over from Rockers, Rockers uh, bitter rival. Uh, he's won however many state championships at Blue Springs. Rockers has won however many state championship. He takes the torch from uh, from Tony Severino. Uh, they take on Ray Peck in, in week one. What do you expect to see in uh, Kelly's debut? Well, it's you know it's interesting if you think about it. Uh, when hiring Kelly Donahoe, he comes to Rockers with a better resume than Tony Severino did. Severino was younger, younger, and only had one state championship, and that's John Mission Northwest. No, no, he had coached John Mission two state championships, one football state championship. His, his that's a that's a definitely a, a, a trivia question that has been put out there on the radio a lot, so a lot of people know it. That Severino's first state championship was Shawnee Mission West baseball with assist, with assistant coach Harold Walmsgons. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, uh, and so yeah, no, the, Kelly Donahoe comes over as a more accomplished with his four state championships. And it's one of those things that had been rumored forever. Um, but I don't think it really even came to fruition until like the last year or so. And and I think it just kind of worked out for um, for Kelly to be able to make that move. And he was in a good spot. And, you know, some people, they see that and they think this is college football and somebody just went from, you know, Auburn to Alabama. Yeah. And that's not really how that works. Kelly is able to retire from the public school system as an AD and football coach and then go and work in a private Catholic school and coach football. He still had a passion to coach football. And I think if that opportunity wasn't there, you know, I don't, I mean, he, he thought about staying and coaching some more, you know, he still wanted to coach. And uh, I think it was just an opportunity, you know, if you're thinking, Hey, I still want to coach. A lot of guys will go over to Kansas or got Missouri guys, Kansas guys will come over to Missouri. But if you're Kelly Donahoe and you've been at Blue Springs and you've, been to seven state championship games. You've won four of them. Are you going to go coach at a team that's in the bottom half of their league just to go collect the check? I mean, I'm not saying you don't want, you don't want to take, not saying you want to take the challenge, but if, if the opportunity is to go to the premier program in town, you go to the premier program in town. It was an awkward second semester for, for Kelly at yes. Blue Springs last year once the news was out and he still had to walk the hallways there. Um, all right, so that's that game. Let's talk Carney Ford Osage. That's going to be our game of the week here on 41 Action News. Um, two schools that maybe weren't their their dominant selves last year. I don't think they played each other last year. Did they, Dion? They, they, they don't always play um, – They've been pretty much in different leagues the entire time. Carney's usually one level below four. But they have played some regular season games over the last decade. They've been scheduled against each other, and they've been good games. In fact, they have um, one of the best – Carney – I think people don't forget about this or forget about this, but Carney bumped up to Class 5 for two years. Yeah. 
and and went to the semifinals after beating Fort in the quarterfinals and lost to Lisa West when they won a state championship and then came back down and went to back-to-back state championship games, winning it in 2015. And so, really, Kearney's right there on the line of four and five. And, and Fort Osage, is, we know they've you know been to four state championship games and uh, won one. And, and so, it's – it's a good game. Both these teams were 500-ish. You know, Carney was 5-5, five and five and, uh, and uh, Fort Osage was 6-5 and five last year. But they're younger, and they're looking forward to taking that big step. And I think it's a great game the first week of the season, and um, both these schools are ready to go, and, and, and they're going to be better this year than they were last year, no doubt. All right, another game on the Missouri side on Friday night in the Suburban Conference. Two, uh, another two schools that are your traditional powers. Lee Summit West goes on the road to Park Hill. How are the, uh, how are the Trojans and the Titans going to be this year? Well, you know, this is, I think they played three years in a row the first week of the season. I, I don't know why, how that worked out. And it'll be four because they just kind of flip-flop next year. Uh, you know, Park Hill, they struggle. Jalen Noel is one of the best players in the, in the city. He's going to Iowa State. Great receiver. They could not get him the ball last year. They struggled at quarterback. They like their quarterback this year at Park Hill, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for him as they get him the ball more. Lisa West, uncharacteristically, never really got it going last year, and they they had some early wins, but then they just didn't finish very well. Um, they struggled offensively. I, I think their offensive line struggled, and they were in some games where they just gave up tons and tons uh, of sacks, and, and things just didn't go well offensively, and um, that then their defense was on the field more, even though they liked their defense, but their defense was getting uh, overdone. So I think it's one of those situations where Coach Careswell is really looking to kind of reset things and get things going. They're in an eight-team suburban gold now, and they may be the sixth or seventh best team. But that's saying something. If Lee Summit West yeah. is your sixth or seventh best team, or Liberty is your eighth best team in that league, that's a, that just shows you by moving Liberty and Liberty North up to that conference, that made that league just even stupider in terms of depth. I mean, it's ridiculous. All right, run out of time here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna throw three games out at you, okay. and you tell me which one intrigues you the most. Liberty at Blue Springs. That's on Friday night as well. Uh, Pembroke Hill at St. Pius. Uh, North Kansas City at Raytown. Ooh, um, I'm gonna lean Pembroke Hill, St. Pius. Uh, new coach Anthony Simone Jr. If you recognize yeah. the name, yes. Yeah. Um, played at Pius. Um, and and really, I the, like uh, this Fontana, game. Uh, not Fontana, but he was a, a Bell Award winner. Bell Award winner, yes. Uh, and part of state championships there. And I, I know it's a good rivalry. I've always, you know, uh, known that those two teams like it. They haven't played in a few years. And when you talk to Anthony, as, as a guy who was a player, he's like, those were our toughest games. The Pembroke Hill was, you know, we like those guys. They played, they were well coached. And so I think for his first game to get a rivalry game uh, is fantastic. And Sam Canopy is a great young Pembroke Hill. That being said, North Kansas City Raytown has been a great game the last three years. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's a conference game again. And, um, that's, you know, that was a, two years ago, they were undefeated. North Kansas City was and lost in the last week of the season to Raytown on that controversial no touchdown call. Uh, so we're, you know, now we're kicking the season off of that game. So that's a good one. Uh, yeah, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, I believe, the only state champion on the Kansas City side of in the Missouri side last year, Odessa. They yes. start on the road to Southern Boone. Um, what's what, I mean, a lot of times great teams, they, they were great because they had yeah. seniors. They lose a lot, especially in smaller schools like Odessa. What, what do you know about them in 2020? Well, they had an unbelievable offense. They scored over 40 points in every game. They went 15-0. and um, Josie Meyer and their quarterback was fantastic. They had great receivers. Um, and a lot of seniors on that team. That being said, this is what I call – I'm trying to think of what, what team would embody this most, like a Carney or somebody like that. When you go 15-0 and 0 and you're pounding people, it's a more of a smaller school type thing. Your backups play 
Yeah. At least a quarter, if not two, almost every game, even in some playoff games. And so not only that, your backups, which include your freshmen get and sophomores, get five more weeks of practice than anybody else. And if you go to the semifinals or state championship game two out of three years, your your twos, when they're ready to step in, once they get past the butter, butterflies of starting, are pretty much ready to go. And that's a – you know, Greg Jones did that at Kearney several years in a row where he had 40 seniors every year and, you know, 30 or 40 seniors at a class four school and they just step right back in and and be ready to go. So I'm curious to see, you know um, – Mark Thomas, their coach, is the only coach in Missouri history to win a state championship at three different schools. He did it at Kearney. He did it at his alma mater, Boonville, and now he's done it at Odessa. So that's um, – and he's taken – well, Boonville only took the one championship, but Odessa, he's taken to two games and Kearney to two games. So that he knows how to do it, and, and those kids in that community are bought in. And um, while I don't think they're going to win another state title, uh, they're going to be a tough team. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. Friday night, it's up and running. They can uh, check it all out at PrepsKC.com, correct? Yep, PrepsKC.com and the PrepsKC app. And uh, we'll have live scores and live stats. And, uh, you know, not a lot of you are going to be allowed to go to games. So you want to check us out yeah. during the night and Absolutely. we'll have all the coverage. And, of course, uh, 41 Action News. Uh, we'll have highlights. We'll be sharing highlights with them. And our ticker will be on there, too. So if you're in front yep. of the TV, you've got that as well. So looking forward to another great year. And um, I don't know, Mick, I, I don't know the – we can. I can do it from my house here, my Preps KC studio, the world headquarters. Yeah. Uh, this kind of the, the Zoom thing is kind of you. You guys been doing this for the last six months. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm really liking this. Yeah, we're all authorities. Even podcasts now apparently done. All yes, no doubt. All right, that's our time for Dion. I'm Mick. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Talk.